the word of the Lord that I have been led and commissioned by God to share with you today comes from Exodus chapter 2. I will read from the English Standard Version of the book of Exodus chapter 2 beginning at verse 23. During during those many days the king of Egypt died and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God. And God heard their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel and God knew. Let the church say amen. Notice with me for a moment that 24th verse again, God heard their groaning. God remembered his covenant. God saw the people and God knew. I want to talk to you by way of subject, God knows. Hmm. God. I feel led to bring a message of hope and restoration to someone today. For many times, our hopes are often shattered by the unexpected desires of life. And we end up in a stream of consciousness where we feel there is no hope. In the midst of this hopelessness, so many people find themselves crying out with Shakespeare's Macbeth that life is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. In the midst of this hopelessness, so many people find themselves crying out with the philosopher Schopenhauer that life is an endless pain with a painful end in the midst of this hopelessness. So many people find themselves crying out with Paul Lawrence Dunbar's across the bread in a corner to sleep in, a minute to smile and an hour to weep in, a pint of joy to a peck of trouble and never to laugh as the moans come double and that is life. And so in the midst of this hopelessness, 
I need to talk to you about hope. I need you to understand that when God is about to do something in our lives, he has to get us from where we are to where he is. And in doing so, God takes the initiative to draw us to him so that we might hear his voice and understand what he is doing. And he invites us by way of obedience to join him in this work. Well, what I'm saying is this, uh, you cannot stay where you are and go with God to follow God's direction will always make a difference in your life. Ah, we used to sing a little song back in the day where he leads me. I will follow. I'll go with him all the way. Brothers and sisters, life will bring the realities of transition. Yeah, life brings transition and, and you will come to a moment. You come to a moment. You come to a moment of decision that will either make you or scar you. There are certain moments in life when you have to make a deliberate, intentional decision to stand. Stand up for Jesus no matter what the cost. I, I'm talking about you have to make an intentional decision that no matter what's going on in your life, you are determined to do the will of God. And it is critical that when you come to the moment of decision, ah, may I say, these moments will reveal whether or not you are truly committed to the cause of Christ. The moment of decision will define what you are made of. Anybody can come into this church and jump and shout and praise God when the sun is shining in your life. Oh, but when you're in crises, when, when you're in transition, there must be a deliberate, intentional decision. I'm going through with God. I'm going all the way with God. So someone today, you find yourself just like the children of Israel. You may find yourselves going through a devastating reality in life. So the question is, what do you do when you come to a defining moment in life? What choice should you make? I want us to examine the text because the children of Israel came to a defining moment. 
You know what they did? They cried. The text says they cried. And their cry came up to God. I wonder today, what has made you cry out to God lately? Is anybody here today, have you ever cried out to God for something? I mean, have you tried to save your money to meet your obligations but found out that all your savings have vanished because of unexpected needs of relatives and friends that made you cry out to God? What has made you cry out to God? Could it be a languishing illness that you can't shake? What has made you cry out God lately. Consider with me the words of our text because they show us hmm, how God responds to the cry of his people. And though this text was written more than 3,500 years ago, I want you to know that your pain and your cries bring the same response from God today as it did to the Israelites years ago. Ah, note the text found in the book of Exodus. Exodus, as you know, means departure. It means exit. Therefore, Exodus is a book of rescues. It is a book of intercession. It is a book of second chances. Aren't you glad you serve a God of another chance? Exodus picks up where Genesis left off and it tells us the historical account of how the children of Israel went from a time of blessing to a time of bondage. Ah, the nation of Israel was once comfortable in Egypt. They grew in numbers. They grew in strength. God prospered them. They grew to such an extent that the new rulers in Egypt saw them as a threat. And the Bible says there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And this new king began to oppress the people of God physically, emotionally, spiritually, they faced extinction. So Pharaoh issued commands to enslave the Israelites, put ruthless taskmasters over them. Pharaoh commanded that the midwives kill all the baby boys at the time of their birth. Then he commanded after that failed, to throw all the baby boys into the Nile River. I want you to know Satan has always made it his priority to keep the saints of God from their priorities. Satan wants to keep us so bogged down and heavy laden with uh, Egyptian responsibilities that we don't have time for what really matters in life. Satan wants to keep each of you out of the word of God because he rationalizes that any child of God that does not read 
word, more than likely they will not pray because the word and prayer goes together. So if he can keep you out of the word, even when you pray, you'll pray doubting because you won't have the benefit of the word taking seed for you to know what the will of the Lord is in your life. And so many of you today feel like you have been chasing the wind, running around in circles going nowhere. But hear me very quickly. If you're going to make it, you need power to endure and power to stay focused. Uh, just shake your head at somebody and tell them, I am going to make it because I have power to endure. That's what the devil's trying to do. He's trying to wear you down. He's trying to wear you out. Ah, but the race is not given to the swift. The battle is not given to the strong, but to him that shall endure to the end. I have power to endure, and I'm not going to get distracted. I am not going to face and let my energies go towards anything that is not God's purpose in my life. I'm going to stay focused. I'll let somebody cross the room, tell them stay focused. Mm -hmm. And so the text said during those many days, the king of Egypt died and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cry for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God. Can I just ask a question? Is there anybody here today that needs some help? Oh, don't fool me now. Don't fool me. Come on. I need to know. I know it's Sunday morning. I know we got our church clothes on. But is there anybody here today that came to church to receive some help from the Lord? I dare you just to hold your head back and scream, help me. Help me, help me, help, help me. Yeah, yes. Ask the Savior to help you comfort, strengthen, and keep you. Jesus is willing to help you and Jesus will carry you through. No wonder the writer said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Their cry for help came up to God and I want you to notice how God responded to their cry. Notice verse 24, if you please, because it gives us the key to how God responds to the cry of his people. Verse 24 uses the word God four times. Each time God is the subject of a verb. 
And I want you to hear these four two-word phrases that will establish what I will say to you this morning. First, it says, God hears. Let's put that in the atmosphere and say it. God hears. Yeah. Then it said, God remembered his covenant. Come on and say, God remembers. <laughs> and then it said in that 25th verse, God saw the people. Say, God sees. And then lastly, it said in the King, in the English Standard Version, God knew. All right, that's the outline. Come on and let's get it. I want you to hear this over and over again. God hears. God remembers. God sees. And God knows. I think somebody needs to, I think we better repeat that one more time. Come on. God hears. God remembers. God sees. And God knows. I want you to journey with me just for these few fleeting moments through this text. First of all, it said, God hears. Now you have to believe, first of all, that God is. I mean, without faith, it is impossible to please him. And he that comes to God must believe that he is. Somebody shout, he is. Yeah, yeah that statement has overtones of existentialism because it is suggesting the existence of a personality. He is. Yeah. He's not the product of your dream. He is. He's not the figment of your imagination. He is. I'm telling you, storm clouds may rise. Strong winds may blow. But I'll tell the world where wherever I go, that I found a savior and he is. Yeah, yeah, he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. We believe that God is and that God hears our prayer. First John says this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Just have fire your neighbor and tell him God hears. Yeah, if you're facing a difficult situation today, I want you to realize that God hears. His line is never busy. His ear is always open. He invites you to call him today. 
Call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't know. God always hears the cry of his people. Ah, the 34th Psalm, verse 17 says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears. The 15th Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 29, says the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. The 91st Psalm, verse 14 says, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. God hears. Oh, yes. But then the text says, God remembers not only does God hear but God mm, remembered he remembered his covenant with Abraham Isaac and Jacob God established the covenant with Abraham and told him that there will be a time when your descendants would cry out for help. And so this time was not unexpected by God. God is not caught off guard. God planned for this centuries before he promised their deliverance. And I read there in the 49th chapter of Isaiah, when Israel felt alone and felt deserted. He said, but Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. My Lord has forgotten me. But God replied, listen to his reply, can a woman forsake her nursing child that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, but I will never forget you. I have engraved you on the palms of my hand. I don't want to make nobody jealous here today, but God has a tattoo of my face on the palms of his hand. So every time God looks at his hand, he sees my face. Ah, ah, tell somebody, me too, me, 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 me too. I want you to know that God always remembers his promises. God is always faithful to his people. God remembered Noah. God, yes, remembered Abraham. The Bible said that there was a, a king who lived before the Lord in Second Kings, but God, uh, yes, yeah, sent Isaiah 
to tell this king Hezekiah, set your house in order uh, because you are going to die and not live. Uh, but uh, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and said, Lord, I beseech you. Lord, remember how I have walked before you in truth with a perfect heart. Lord, remember how I did what was good in your sight. My brothers and my sisters, it's good to live holy. It's good to live a righteous life. So when you need God to remember you, he has a good record of your performance. And yeah, because Hezekiah asked God to remember. The Bible says that before Isaiah could get out of the king's court, God told him, go back, tell Hezekiah that I'm gonna add 15 more years to his life. Why don't you grab somebody by the hand with a firm hand grip and shake it like you're going to shake it all the way down to the ground and tell them God remembers your sacrifice. Find somebody else and tell them God remembers your commitment. Uh, find one more person and tell them God remembers your prayers. Oh yeah, yeah. God remembers the seeds that you sown into the kingdom. We used to say, do Lord. That's the old one. Do Lord. Lord, remember me. Won't you raise your right hand and shout, Lord, remember me. Not only does God remember your sacrifice, he remembers your commitment. He remembers the seeds that you sow, but God remembers the tears. Tears precede your deliverance. If you have been weeping over the last few days and weeks, I'm telling you, you're on the verge of the greatest manifestation of a move of God in your life because right before deliverance comes the tears begin to flow but God remembers his word God remembers his sacrifice of his son given on your behalf and so your weeping may endure but for a night, but joy will come in the morning. God hears. God remembers. But then the text said God sees. He sees your condition. 
he sees your infirmity he sees your affliction he sees how people have been trying to ruin your reputation he sees what the enemy has been doing to assassinate your character don't get upset when people are coming against you I want you to know that God sees how you have maintained your integrity don't get happy in here today white God sees how you have maintained your integrity and you stood for God in the midst of adversity God sees he sees you just like Hagar was out in the wilderness uh, and the angel showed up and let her know uh, that I'm gonna bless your son uh, and she said my God sees me uh, that kind of reminds me of a little song we used to sing uh, back in the olden days uh, that said why should I be discouraged why should the shadows fall why should my heart feel lonely and long for heaven and home when Jesus is my portion a constant friend is he his eyes on the sparrow high fire your neighbor and tell him I know he's watching over me yeah yeah God hears God remembers God sees but I'm leaving y'all today by telling you God knows high five somebody and tell them God knows God knows he knows the plans that he has for you God knows how he's gonna bring you out of what you're in right now and take you to a spacious land I think brother Joe Job just walked in the room and Job said let me testify he knows the way that I take and when he has tried me I shall come forth as pure gold the Lord knows the way of the righteous the Lord knows your abilities the Lord knows your weaknesses shake somebody by the hand and shout oh neighbor come on put your preaching voice on and shout oh neighbor tell them God hears tell them God remembers and God sees and God knows <laughs> how far I tell him God knows so hold on my brother God knows and God has a plan I'm getting out of here now but I just heard the Holy Ghost say tell somebody that God has a plan
shake three people by the hand and tell them God has a plan. God has a plan for every emergency. God has a miracle for every tragedy. God has victory for every tear. God has joy for every heartache. God has restoration for every disappointment. God has gratification for every frustration. God has satisfaction for every care. God has peace for every danger. God has protection for every attack that will come against you. God has a shield for every weapon that's formed against you. God had an angel charge over you to protect you in all of your ways. Therefore, you can stand firm and testify in all these things. I am more than a conqueror. And by this I know that thou favorest me because you haven't allowed my enemy to triumph over me. When my enemy and my foe came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Though it hosts should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear though all should arise against me in this will I be confident one thing one thing have I desired of the Lord and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord to inquire in his temple for in the time of trouble he'll hide me in the time of adversity he'll protect me because he 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 abides he abides he covers he protects tell somebody God hears God remembers God sees and God knows if you believe it put a praise on it praise him God knows Jesus knows all about. Jesus knows all about our struggles. Aren't you glad about that? He'll guide to the day is done. There's not a friend. Like the lowly Jesus, no, not one. Last time, I need you to hear this. God hears. Y'all gonna go to bed dreaming about this tonight. God hears. God remembers. God sees. And finally, 
put a praise on it right there. Come on, put a praise on it right there. God knows. My brother, my sister, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you're separated from his love. But please hear me, God knows who you are. Not only does he know you, he loves you so much that he gave his son Jesus Christ. You are not in this alone. You don't have to go through this alone. You can cry out to God. Lord, I am a sinner. I'm messed up. I need help. Help me. I acknowledge that Jesus Christ lived, died, rose again. He's the son of God. I confess that with my mouth. I believe it in my heart. And all you have to do is make that acknowledgement and confession and you will leave this place as a brand new man, brand new woman. When I count to three, I want somebody who wants to receive the love of God through salvation to make your way to this altar even now. God knows who you are and he loves you. He loves you just the way you are you don't have to change come to him he'll do the transition he'll do the changing once you receive Jesus Christ one two three come on to Jesus right now come to him now from all over this sanctuary give your life to Jesus there'll never be a better time than right now come on come on let the saints praise him somebody's coming to Jesus you're coming to Jesus make your way to this altar even now don't leave this place without acknowledging him as Savior.